Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you like uh, chit or chat? Um, I think I like chat. Okay. Well, I'll take chit then. Okay. And we'll chit chat. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Cue music. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host, Phil. And I'm your other host, Senda. I know, you didn't know if I was going to go for it or not. I didn't either. I didn't I didn't know if you were going to add I, something I in. Didn't, I kind of gave I was you gonna, a second I was going to do the chit-chat <laughs> thing, but we did it in the opening, and then I was like, ah, can it. And we did it last time. Yeah, 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 I mean, that's fine. And potentially did the time before that, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, welcome to uh, Panda's Talk Games. This is another one of our chit-chat episodes. Uh, what's a chit-chat episode? Well, it's an episode uh, that, uh, it's an episode format that we're using uh, to help get us by through um, this pandemic, followed by, uh, or in addition to, these turbulent times. Um, it is uh, not our normal show format. So if you have uh, recently just stumbled onto us and you're like, these two are fantastic, note that this is not how our show always goes. Uh, we are somewhat a bit more structured and a bit more edited. Uh, and if you... Yeah, I was going to say, if you stumble into our show and you're like, this is terrible, they say um and ah, and they wander off topic all the time. I'm not editing these ones, and we normally Correct. do. So go back and listen to something that I've Correct. edited. They're not scripted. <laughs> they're not edited. If you want a taste of one of those, we highly recommend you just look in our back catalog for any one of the shows with a number. Uh, numbered yes. episodes are ones that have a uh, higher quality, and that's why we're not numbering these, because while we enjoy recording for you and um, with you, I guess with you, you're listening, we're here. Um, while we enjoy spending time with you, uh, it's helping us in our own self-care to not have to do extra work right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so um, our format for our chit-chat episodes is that uh, we always start by talking about uh, something that's giving us life in gaming. Let me just pause you for one second because we said turbulent times at the beginning of this so i'm just gonna say this and then we will move on from it um this is gonna drop in a week i have no idea what the landscape of the country is gonna look like in a week it's completely impossible for us to predict but from where i am right now in our time traveling capsule i just want to say that here both on this podcast and a misdirected mark black lives matter keep fighting no justice no peace okay let's move excellent on. thank you for uh, thank you for saying that uh, I echo that sentiment Just as well. Make sure that our position on this is entirely clear. Correct. Okay. That's, that, that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. If you didn't know, now it's stated. Um, that is exactly yes. where we fall. Uh, so uh, we start our, we, we, we do our chit chat episodes uh, with a, um, with a thing that's giving us life in gaming. And then uh, we do a thing that's giving us life somewhere that is not gaming related, but also giving us life. And uh, we actually have the same topic for the second half of the show, but we have different topics about what's giving us life in gaming uh, this evening. Are you prepared to tell me what's giving you life in gaming? Yeah, um, and it's going to sound kind of similar to some other things that gave me life in gaming previously, uh, 
because at a certain point, the things that feed me the most spoons in games uh, have some similarities to each other. I know that's a shock um, because I have like a certain style and a certain thing that I like to get out of games, all of that stuff, right? So the thing that was fantastic for me this last week is that on Thursday, not this last Thursday, but the Thursday before, um, since we didn't record last week, um, we played This Discord Has Ghosts in It again, um, and it was fantastic again, and dare I say even better, because we understood uh, kind of where the, the rules were, the the guidelines that they gave us, and where we could really dig into them and kind of make the game even more our own. We had done, we had taken a little bit of steps in that direction the first time just by, um, as we were walking into the game, being like, hey, maybe we should do XYZ, um, namely in terms of like, maybe the ghost should, you know, go off and pick a house and, you know, all be related to that location or whatever. Um, this time, we went off as ghosts and we didn't just plan the location, which we did plan the location. It was a lighthouse, which was super fun. Um, we also were like, cool, how are we as ghosts? Like, what is our relationship to each other? Why are we all ghosts in this house? Right. Um, and that ended up being really cool because we sort of twisted it a little bit. We weren't all ghosts. We were all ghosts except for the one person who was actually a demonic entity from um, another plane of existence who kept making deals with people that ended up meaning they couldn't pass on um, into, like, the beyond, right? So they were stuck, like, bound by this agreement. And uh, and that was super cool because our investigator came in and we were all basically, we were all kind of um, channeling different mythological creatures. So we had kind of an Earth Medusa type ghost and then we had, like, a Selkie kind of ghost and then I was, like, a Siren kind of ghost. So, um I spent a lot of my time like singing at them and like the ability to, to just toss audio into the discord so that they would be listening to it was really clutch. <laughs> it was fantastic. And, uh, and also freesound.org is a really good, uh, resource if you end up playing this game and you need sounds. Um, but, uh, so, so we had that kind of set up and then we had, you know, this one person. And so they would walk into a room and he would start telling them things like he was being friendly to them, like he was all nice and helping them. And we're like these screaming, you know, um, things skittering across and like very typical ghost story stuff, um, you know, heads spinning around and, and mirrors breaking and that kind of thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then it evolved because we were all like we all kept yelling at him like you made this deal. It wasn't fair. I just wanted to leave and you won't let me. I'm trapped here until the you know terms are fulfilled and all of this stuff. Right. And so we were having like in character fights in front of the investigators a bunch via text. And they're like watching this unfold and trying to figure out what's going on. It was super cool. Um, and then we also broke the rules. I wasn't I mean, I don't think it's clearly it actually it is clearly stated, but so we also broke the rules in terms of then one of the investigators ended up basically deciding that his character was hypnotized by this demon and making a deal with him and fulfilling the final element that he needed to be released into the world, which was fire. Um, and so then he actually switched from the voice channel to text chat um, right at the end of the game <laughs> when he turned into a ghost. <laughs> So basically, my story is like, um, this game is brilliant. The rule set is 
is pretty loose and it is still developing. But what's amazing about it is that it is a brilliant framework over which you can lay a lot of different stories that have that similar kind of flavor, right? I'm digging. Does that? Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I should run the. We should. You let me know when you're free. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> we should set up a game. You know, this game is great. As usual, I'm full of abundance of time. Um, I know. Never. That's why I'm saying I'll work around I, your schedule. But this game is really quite. I, I'm deferring all commitments till July. I'm. Uh, I'm heavily buried with uh, an upcoming project that I can't really commit anything else to until that project passes. Yes. Um, but I dig it. And uh, I like that. Um, so I, I just in talking about gaming topics out of your out of your story, uh, yeah. one of the things I really like is the playing of one shots multiple times. Yeah, it's really interesting to play something, especially something that is really um I mean, there are a lot of one-shots that are very specific, right? Sure. Like, you can play Lady Blackbird multiple times, and you will come out with multiple stories from Lady Blackbird, <laughs> but, like, it controls a lot more of the specifics of the story that you'll get, right? You're, you're always going to have, like, some set of these characters, and it's always going to start in this place, and the plot direction is always kind of this, right? Like, it has a lot of that stuff locked down, for example. Um, and the thing about this Discord has ghosts in it is it's a lot more of just, like, a framework and like basically a you're gonna you're gonna do a haunted house and here's mechanically how these bits and pieces are gonna work and then like from that it doesn't give you a ton of guidance other than like you know as a ghost you have to make these decisions you know who are you and why are you still here and and as an investigator you know you have to make these decisions who are you why are you investigating this house right um but it leaves you a lot of space to do things like what we did which was you know this like weird demonic deal thing and then our investigators it was brilliant because they, they got together while we were discussing as ghosts and they decided that they were part of like um dr somebody or rather's like um ghost infestation like cleaning service sure. or something sure. i don't remember but like this so there's this really like self-confident guy who like thinks that he can just solve all of these problems and then we like you know his car ended up in the ocean and they were miles away from the nearest town and like <laughs> so they they had they had the 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 actual doctor they had the guy who was just along to film whatever the doctor said as part of like his tv show and then they had um the unpaid intern rookie right and and they when it was the 80s so they didn't have cell phones no, or there anything. You go. They just had walkie-talkies. <laughs> it was great. So, like, they made a bunch of decisions, too, that influenced how they played. It was it was very fantastic. So, yeah. I, I, so, I've done both kinds of games before, and so have you, actually. I've played... Yes. Um, I've played the same scenario multiple times. So, there are a number of things I've yes. written for uh, Hydro Hackers that, like, my convention, my convention uh, adventures for Hydro Hackers are pretty much the same, and I run them... Uh, you know, a new one each year, but I run them uh, multiple times in a year, so I kind of see the same uh, adventure played out multiple times. That that's always fun. A and then yeah. I've and then like we have both run many um, many sessions of Turning Point, uh, yes. our game that will be coming out at some point when the world is uh, better. 
Um, yes. And a turning point is not almost never the same. Even if you play the, even if you play the dilemma, it's almost never the same because you have to make up so much stuff around the dilemma. Right. And about the character specifically. And that's, that's really the thing is like, you just never, you just really never have the same character making that decision. So the scenes are never the same. I've never, I've never played it and had a scene feel the same as another scene that I've played before. I, I totally agree. And what yeah. I think is interesting, though, in, in in both of those cases, is that when you play the same one shot, whether it's something very scripted and contained, like like a Hydra Hacker's Adventure, or it's very much um, a sandbox, a structured sandbox, like Ghost in the Discord, like Turning Point, um, the more times you play it, the more you start to explore the play space. Yeah. Around yeah, it. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you you, yes. you actually start to you you start to develop a feel for uh while the game isn't the same, the feel, if the game is designed properly, uh the feel will come out the same. So you start to get the same yes. feels for it. Um, and then yeah. you also find like the little nooks and like the cool little nooks and crannies. Like uh for turning point. Uh, one of the things that we discovered after many, many plays uh, is the third scene, right? Yeah, the third scene is the one where people really get into it and they start pulling heartstrings yeah. and stuff. The third, the third. That's just what it right. is. And there was nothing engineered about <laughs> no. about the third scene. It was it was really this kind of delightful observation that as we started playing it over and over, and and you know the more times you play. A game like that, the more you, uh, the more you kind of traverse that game surface, right? Like you start to understand like all the the like the area that you're you're playing in, uh, and it very quickly, I don't want to say very quickly. After a number of plays, we started to discover this really interesting thing about scene three, uh, and that scene three tends to be this like really powerful scene. Um, it's usually pretty pivotal yeah, in terms of like how things are going to go because you have now had, and I, I, I mean, this is just me positive sure. theory, right? The first scene is always trying to figure out who the character is because no one has played them yet. You've made a bunch of decisions. Nobody's actually spoken as that sure. person yep. yet, right? So the, the first scene is always sort of trying to figure out who that person is. And then the second scene, you kind of settle into it. And then the third scene, everybody just hits their stride. Because you know who they yeah. are, I, and I think by that point you've built up some background. You kind of kind of see where the um, underlying arguments for this character are starting to line up, and somebody like turns yeah. heavy into into that. Yep, you can push harder because you understand. Yeah, and, and so yeah, and so another one of those interesting things is not only do you discover those little nooks and crannies, but you learn also how to push on parts of it. So like I remember when you went uh, last time at QCC, you had a very like non-traditional turning point <laughs> episode. It was great yeah. though. Yeah. And it was very non-traditional, but it worked, right? Absolutely and, it did. And yeah. I see you doing the same thing as you're playing uh Ghost in the Discord, right? Is that these multiple plays are allowing you um to 
test the surface, right? Like to, to move through the area of the game and kind of feel like what works, like these parts are really good, uh, push on boundaries, like having, um, having your one player, I believe it was Brett, right? Playing the, 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 the yeah. devil, right? <laughs> He played like the demon from another dimension and then Derek killed himself. Yeah. So like (laughs) to make a deal with him to become the fire thing and released him from the lighthouse. And those are and those aren't those aren't in the rules, right? That's that's you skirting on the outside of the play space, but but making it work um, because you kind of understand like I have a uh, I have a personal philosophy that I will always try to play a game correctly like rules written the first couple times. And then after that, I will uh, start to shape the game if needed. I will shape the game to the way I want it. Right. So because my, my yeah. first, my first intention is always to experience what the, what the designer intended and then compare that to what I want and then somehow, usually what I wind up running in the end is kind of what the designer intended, but also um, molded with what I want. Like, for instance, in my Forbidden Lands game, and sometimes this happens by not understanding rules and then just being comfortable. <laughs> just deciding what you yeah, want. So yeah, so in the Forbidden Lands <laughs> game, when you take damage, uh, you start to incur a um, cumulative uh, minus one to all your dice rolls. But that's not super heroic, and this game is pretty hard to begin with. So early on in the game, we never used that rule. And after we played for a while, we discovered it, and somebody was like, oh, yeah, that's the rule. And I'm like, yeah, we're totally not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're totally not doing that. This game, not it, it's thing. not, it, 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 the game's hard enough. Like, you don't have, like, 100 hit points in this game. So losing the few points you have and incurring a negative penalty on your roll or uh, on your die pool is like is like way too hard. So um, for the her- more heroic flavor game we're playing, I was just like, nope, forget it. We're just not going to use that rule. Like I'm not fixing it. We're not going back. Like like whatever, and move on. Um, and that's yeah. the that's the um, that's and and we had, and we had played many many sessions. So I was very comfortable with what feel I wanted out of the game. Uh, and was okay not playing it orthodox to the rules. Yeah. I mean, so the interesting thing is, the first time that we played it, we did tack some things on immediately because um, it is a pretty loose rule set in terms of, like, if you really just played um, Ghosts the way that is written, you would say, we're going to a haunted house um, real quick investigators, you've made some decisions. Real quick ghosts, you've made some decisions all individually on your own about why you're in this haunted house and let's play, right? Yeah. And so like we we immediately, and this is just the kind of group that I play with, this is what we like to get out of stories. So as I'm introducing the game, when of course it's like, why don't we all go off and plan together? And I was like, yes, why don't we? <laughs> so like even the first time, we went and did that, but that isn't part of what was in the rules to begin with. But that in and of itself is just a little bit of a redirection because there's nothing about it not being in there, right? No, I, I, so this 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 second time was really where we pushed it because there's actually some details about very specifically that investigators can't injure or um, ghosts cannot injure investigators. But it gets really interesting because the investigator did that like he 
he chose to do that. That was, you know, he had the agency as a player and he said yes and did the thing that he wanted to do um, and did not have to in any way, shape or form at all. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, and again, I don't want, I don't want to make it sound like um, if you change the game the first time you play it, you've done something wrong. I mean, there is no wrong, no, no. bad fun. Um, no. I do. No. Pants party. No. Uh, you know what? We can't even cut this stuff out. Like, that's a TikTok meme. If you're not on TikTok, you're not going to get that. Oh, but remember, all the outtakes are hidden in the episode, like Easter eggs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, um, like, I, for me, I'm just the kind of person who likes to play it once the way it's designed. But there are things when I'm initially reading a game where I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to like this rule. Right. Like I start reading and right. I'll be like, mm, I don't know about that. I think I'm going to change that. Like, maybe I'll give it a try, like an honest try once or twice. And then I'll be like, cool. Now I'm going to, you know, like now I'm going to change it. I mean, I am pretty consistent about being really on board for tacking on um, anything that is relationship building, if I don't feel like the game provides sure. <laughs> relationship building stuff. As we was saying at the beginning, it's like there are things that I like to get out of games that I then like do stuff to make sure that I get that out of the games. Right? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that's where we get into like, um, you know, my, my, my comment the first time that I played 10 Candles, which was an amazing game, but like my comment about what made it even better for me is that um, actually Brett and I had decided to be, he was my son. Right. And I was his aging mother. And um, having that like very personal direct relationship in that really high pressure situation made the game like, oh, I mean, I could see how it was a very good game to begin with, but like no one else had that relationship. And so we didn't actually really attach to them. And like they're they're the ends of their stories were less impactful to me than the end of my story and my son's story. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Because they were connected together. When we went back and listened to the messages, the messages we left were for each other and they were like heartbreaking. I'm going to drift um, yeah, I'm going to drift into my topic, which is very. You should drift into your topic, which is very similar to uh, very similar to yours, because um, I was a couple of weeks ago finishing up my uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, first level. Yeah, first level adventure. Uh, the one who watches uh, from below, and the end of the game is not super full of detail. Like you get to the last encounter and there's like a bunch of detail about what happens. I don't want to spoil it in case anybody winds up playing it. There's like a bunch yes. of, there's a bunch of information about what happens when uh, you wake the big bad. And then it just is like ends. <laughs> like it's, it's just like, well, some stuff should happen. Blah, blah, blah. Conclusion of adventure. And <laughs> like, oh, uh, well, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, sure, um, a couple things like one, I probably could if I was a um, folks on a map kind of person, I could probably have done it uh, full tactical square by square. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but there's some running away that happens. Um, it is first level DCC. Like one should know, one should know when you're outgunned in the universe. Um, yes. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, you know, I'm looking at it like this is going to wind up being a chase. 
And there's nothing in the adventure about if this is going to be a chase, this is what happens. Like literally just as like, and they can run away and there's oh. some monsters and other stuff. So, so I spent a little time before the adventure and I was like, okay, this is not in the adventure, but I'm going to uh, write some stuff down about how this chase should work. Like yes. I'm going to come up with, I'm going to come up with my own little set of rules for this chase and I'll just use them to run this chase to make it more exciting uh, rather than just, you know, folks on a map square by square kind of thing, you know, doing ranges and, you know, the dwarf can only move this far. The elf moves this far. This person's encumbered, blah, 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 blah. Totally, there, done that. totally not <laughs> talking about game experiences you like, right? Folks on a map is yeah. not a style I like to play and, and, and it's nor is it one that DCC requires. Right. So I quickly whipped up some chase rules. Uh, the game is ba- the game is a D twenty game. So I um, using the parts that I had laying around, I kind of whipped up some chase rules for it and uh, brought it all to the table and played it, and it came out fabulous. Um, it went a little unexpected in that the creatures that were chasing everybody, I rolled stupid high for. So they basically <laughs> caught the party twice, but oh it was boy. actually worse for the creatures because oh. the idea that I wanted was I wanted these things to kind of chase them through the dungeon, um, taking pot shots at them, like as this rolling right. fight. Right. And instead, <laughs> because it caught up to all of them, they all attacked the they all turned yes. and attacked it and did and like in the first round they did a lot of damage and i was like whoa so then i'm like okay well roll for the second chase and i rolled even higher and i was like oh man i'm like like oh boy, i'm like well they them. caught him like it, they caught him again and the players were like here is where we make our stand right and they were yeah, just because it keeps catching us yes. So yeah. um, it didn't go the way I expected, but it went well. Like the players enjoyed it and they had a good time. Um, and it was a case where uh, the game just didn't have the thing I needed. So I just put the thing I needed together to make yeah. to make the experience that I wanted. Right. And I think that's yes. been our theme all. I think it's been our theme all through the um, through this half of the show is that. What we've been talking about is we've been talking about uh, bending play to uh, the way we like games to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want relationships and you needed a chase to work well. Yeah. And in, in both cases, the, um, the games didn't necessarily lend them to them, but they also didn't prevent it. So yes, uh, yes. It, that definitely is yeah. Right. There's nothing about ghosts that would prevent you from doing what we're doing. Right. So yeah. if we talk about like really quickly, if we talk abstractly about like game spaces, right? In both cases, the game space does not purposely limit the thing that we were looking for. It just doesn't yes. have it. Right. So there's right. a difference between not, not yeah. having it and limiting or blocking that from a game. Right. Yes. So. In that case, in that empty space, that um, gap between what I've got and what I need, if you have a decent framework of rules, you can bridge those two things, right? So what I wound up using was, um, for that chase, was I had everyone make reflex checks. 
and I was like, um, whoever, like, I mean, the monster makes, the monsters make a reflex check. Whoever uh, gets um, above the monster's reflex check gets away this turn. And whoever gets below the monster's reflex check, the monsters catch up to and uh, will have one round. Like, you can attack, they can attack kind of thing. And I was just going to do that for, I had 10, like, I was like, it'll take 10 turns to traverse the entire, like, the four floors of the dungeon in this, like, you know, cinematographic rolling fight. Um, So, yeah. So, it's those empty spaces where we actually can build out the game to get to the spaces we want, provided the game has enough understandable structure for us to um, kind of cannibalize parts and jury rig something together to get, you know, to, to right. close or just it. One of those easy things where you can like, cause in my case, what it is is like, here's how we just do planning, like world buildy stuff and just pop it on the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, which is straight up, is something that I both think of as like a set quick session zero style thing that happens at my table, but also something that happens that we do kind of like going into like the LARP stuff that we do. Right. Sure. Oh, well, so I'm going to talk about, can I talk about one other gaming thing that's giving me like, okay. it's not actually related, but it's related to um, world building stuff. And we don't actually have a system, but one of the things that my game group is doing, because we only meet every other week, um, and we wanted to do some, like, ongoing stuff, but play-by-post kind of was tricky for us because we all have different time requirements in our lives and all of this stuff, right? Um, We're going to write each other actual letters. Yeah, you're, like... like, in the mail letters. And this way we can also support our post office. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Like, a little activism plus... uh Yes, <laughs> plus gaming. Plus gaming. Um, and we decided that we are all playing. This is this is apropos really of nothing except that I'm really excited about it and excited to start it. Um, we're we're all playing different kinds of monsters, um, or like supernatural creatures. So we have like a, a mummy who's looking for his jars of stuff, guts. <laughs> what are those called? Flacters <laughs> that they put. No. Oh no no. And we, That's liches. We've we've got. We've got the creature from the Black Lagoon. There is only one. None of the other ones are actually the creature from the Black Lagoon. And he he ate a Karen um, and now, unfortunately, has to run the HOA for his housing development because she was in charge of the HOA. That's funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, and, and like a number of other things, we have one of Frankenstein's monsters and, and she's fantastic and she makes stitched together dolls um, like Monster High dolls and... Um, I'm I'm a cat. I'm a cat who's a witch. I'm on my fifth life, and I have a human familiar who does all of my opposable thumbs tasks for me. Um, so, um, yeah, we got great, great stuff. I, anyway, I'm really excited about this game. This is one of those things where it's just like, we don't have any rules, and we don't care. And we got together, and we did a session zero. This is how it tied in, right? So we got together, did a session zero, introduced characters, decided the reason we're writing letters to each other is because we're pen pals, because MonCon this year got canceled because of the pandemic. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so basically, what I wanted to say is, go forth... And don't feel like you have to have any rules to go make a game that does a thing that you want it to do right now, because not everything needs to have a lot of rules. If you want to write a bunch of letters with your friends and be silly and um, have an ongoing potential plot, like, for example, I just introduced um, 
magic eating scarabs, a plague of magic eating scarabs is um, the next thing um, that is happening in that game that we're going to be writing letters about. Um, so like, go out there and have fun and be wild and heck, send letters because then it goes to the post office. Yeah, yeah. That's cool stuff. See, it wasn't actually related to anything, except I'm really excited about it. I mean, you just gave away your stuff to talk about for a future episode, but sure. But I haven't actually written the letter yet. Oh, so we'll find out so, how it goes. Right. I, I don't, I have nothing, like, all we've done is the session zero, Fair right? enough. Fair enough. It was brilliant. Andy is playing the goddess of minor inconveniences, which is like, it's so good. <laughs> all right, then. We should. Sorry. Um... We should talk about our other stuff. We should talk about our other stuff for a little bit, about the other thing that's giving us life. Um, we both had mm -hmm. the same thing, um, because I copied you this week, uh, which that. isn't cooking, which is also I a know. thing I sometimes copy you on. Um, it's true. But this week, it was about uh, getting together with humans. Yeah, real, live, actual humans. Right. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, so so for me... This started because when was in not quite in town, but a lot closer to in town than he normally is these days. And we all wanted to see him, but also like pandemic. Right. Sure. So so we all got together in my backyard with masks and we hung out in our little clumps of like people who live together <laughs> six to ten feet away from each other um outside on a windy day um so i felt pretty good about it um but i got to see a bunch of live real humans my 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 people in the flesh yeah real real people i mean that was the it first was time so good. when was the last time you saw your when was the last time you saw your game group uh i march how many weeks has it been? I'm yeah, sometime like the very beginning of March. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. I was uh pretty much in the same boat. Um in fact mine was Oh, it had been like the sixth of March because I didn't have a game yep. on the night before lockdown. Yes. Um so yeah, the night before so the night before lockdown, um Tony wasn't feeling good, so we had canceled our game. So it was the week before that. Um, and I locked down, on, I think, on the 14th, 15th, 16th, something like that. Monday, whatever that Monday was, the 15th or 16th. So the it week before that. The end, it it might have been the end of February. It was either, so it was either like the 6th for me, too, or it was the end of February. So um, uh, inspired by you having your get-together, um, I also arranged to get-together. Uh, and reached out to um, my uh, two co-hosts, uh, actually my three co-hosts for the Misdirected Mark, um, Jerry, Bob, and Chris. Um, Chris's partner, Jen, and um, Glenn, our buddy Glenn, yeah. who is in many of our games. Um, and we actually went out to a park because uh, it was gorgeous. It was like 68 degrees and sunny. Um, and we all brought chairs. We all brought masks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we sat outside. We spaced ourselves apart. And other than eating our lunches, uh, which we did without masks on, uh, we sat for the rest of the time chatting with each other um, with our masks on and uh, just being in each other's company, which was um, both familiar and surreal kind of simultaneously. 
Yeah. Um, and I say that because um, I see my gaming groups a lot more than you see yours. Like, I see them. It's. I see. Video. Like, I see Jerry and Bob twice a week, right? I see them for yeah. recording Misdirected Mark. And then I'm in a game. I'm in Chris's game with Jerry on one Thursday. And then on the other Thursday, Bob, Jerry, and Chris are in my DCC game. And then on the weekends, I see, um, I always see Bob. I then either see Glenn or Jerry, right? Like, like I see them a lot. Um, so on one hand, during this whole thing, I never felt isolated, right? Like I'm on mumble every night with our misdirected Mark peeps. And, um, and then I'm on various zoom games through the week. And that's like really good. But it was the first time I'd seen any of them in person. Yeah. Like that wasn't a screen in some time. And that was different. But it- So the, th- the thing that was actually really hard for me is that I'm a hugger and I'm a hostess. Oh, yeah. There was- if you come over to my house, then I'm like, can I get you some water? You know, blah, blah, blah. Do you want something to drink? Whatever. Like, I'll feed you. Like, all of those things. Um and I usually, I usually hug everybody when they, like, my game group, like, you came over, I'm giving you hugs. You're leaving, I'm giving you hugs. And so, like, maintaining the six to eight feet while it was fine and we all did it, like, I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I kept hugging Andy. Yep. Like, hey, somebody's here. I'm going to give Andy a hug. <laughs> we're quarantined together like you know she's in my bubble yeah i mean i definitely would have given out hugs um we were all very good like everyone was very responsible um being like you know we we did it the the same way you did we did it the safest way possible which was um outside so high airflow uh masks on because we were talking for a long period of time and um we were together for like an hour and then we like parted ways, and I might have stayed longer if a number of us hadn't started getting sunburn. Yeah, I was gonna say y- y'all started sunburning, which was the for me the plus was we were in my backyard, and I have a couple of nice trees and like a covering over my porch, so we had like some shaded areas to be in. Right. Um. So we were okay. Uh, yeah, I I am actually quite pink right now. Um, I am half Scottish and uh, does not take much sunlight to set me off. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm half Scottish, but I'm also half Italian. So this initial burn will create the foundation by which I won't burn again for the rest of the <laughs> summer. Um, but it's almost required. Like the first one is always the painful one. And then it'll oh, be they- fine. This is the one that I did when I mowed the lawn. Yes. Remember when I yeah, mowed yeah, the yeah. lawn? And I, I, of course, wore a shirt that did not have a strap pattern that matches anything else that I wear. And there were several days of like, oh, God, <clears throat> clawing through my closet. What can I put on that does not rub this all over the place? So that was fun. But yes, yeah, so now we have both achieved our first sunburns of the year. And uh, our first human contact. Um, yeah. Which was really nice. And like... It's funny because I talk to these people all the time. So sitting there talking to them felt totally normal. But then at Except one point that, it was like, yeah. hey, we're all sitting here like yeah. talking to each other. Like, like that's cool. Like, 
Because it's different. There's no screen delay. There's no weird glitchy business. There's no. I mean, Zoom yeah. has been pretty good to us. Oh, I'm I'm very pleased but, with I'm very pleased with Zoom performance. Right, but like, there's still weird things just about like headphones, screens, like all of that stuff. Where it's just like, it's different to talk to someone in person. It was different to talk to someone in person, and unlike I think uh, it was not. It was a little different for you than it was for us, but. Uh, a lot of March, April, and May was pretty miserable here. Like, it was cold, it was overcast, it was wet. Um, so actually being out in actual, like, nice weather, like, yeah. just under 70, but sunny and warm with, like, a light breeze, like, like it was nice to just be outside and for, you know a second or two not think like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but then you kind of look over and everyone's wearing masks talking to you and you're like, yeah, right. Pandemic. Right. Like, um, right. that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's been nice here for a while. I go take walks and stuff, right? Like I've been doing Yeah. That yeah. That hasn't been the case for a, for a while. So yeah, it's, um, it was good. It was good. We're definitely doing it again. We all said like, we'll definitely do it again. Um, yeah, we all said we're definitely doing it again, too. Although, Wen is driving back across the country uh, this week, so he he won't be there again. But he has initiated a thing that we're all like, we got to do this like at least once a month. Yeah. Like, we should all just get together. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. We can't hold any babies, though. Okay, Karen. Uh. <laughs> you say that, but Brett has a tiny baby. We all want to say hello to her, but you we can't. Brett didn't bring the baby. No, 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 he didn't. Okay, just just to be clear, I was like, <laughs> Brett didn't bring the baby to the no. to the gathering. No, 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 no. no. Okay, no, um, no, he brought beer. Okay, S- yeah, well, that's, that's, that sounds right. All right, so um, with that, we should probably get ready to pack up the show. Uh, we yes. normally do that by talking about another show on the Mistractive Mark Network. Do you got one? I can make one up. Take it away. Uh, yeah. On the Misdirected Mark Network, you can listen to a made-up show about people writing letters. Uh, no, I'm going to come up with a real show. Um, on the lounge, you can hear Doc Palindrome interviewing awesome personalities in gaming um, and talking about all sorts of cool things. So you should totally listen to him. Doc's cool. Doc's cool peeps. He's cool peeps. And and also, you know, you might catch Margaret hanging out in the lounge with her peanut butter and onion sandwiches. There you go. All righty. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on the forums. (laughs) I had to think about that. It's it's only been a week I lost it. Okay. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com, or you can email us, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? So you should send us topics. Uh, eventually, eventually, the chit-chat will stop, and we'll get back to uh, doing the shows that we normally do. Uh, but in the meantime, um, queue up those questions, topics, uh, ideas for us to talk about. Uh, normally, we uh, normally when we do a show, we talk about uh, a topic from two different vantage points. Uh, sometimes campaigns and one shots. Sometimes GMs and players. depends Depends on what 
uh, the topic provides um, in terms of uh, I, of speaking ideas. Uh, but please send us some. Uh, we've, our, our, to be honest, our stockpile is getting stale. We've had a bunch for like four years of the show. Um, I, I'm, no, I'm going to, well, I think I'm going to declare bankruptcy as we come out of. Um, uh, You've said this before. We got a bunch of new ones that we literally haven't even touched. No, those are great. So those been... should just okay. keep coming in. Those <laughs> right. should keep coming keep in. Us new ones. But I think I'm just going to take all the old ones because I know which ones are the old ones. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw them out. Get them off the shelf, and we'll take all the new right. ones and start running with that. So anyway, send right. us topics um, because um, we really work hard uh, not to do the show on topics that we like, but rather on topics that you find interesting because um, we like to uh, pander to our pandas like mm-hmm. to pander to our pandas audience. like to pander. Yeah. Um, if we're pandering, <laughs> yes. And if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Mr. Martin network, you can, uh, support our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP. Uh, patrons get access to our, our awesome Slack room for life. They, um, can come hang out with us, um, uh, on the mind. They can come out. If you're interested in Minecraft, come join us on Slack and then jump into our Minecraft room and we'll get you on our server. Uh, you can take part in our, um, Star Trek next generation watch hey. club. Yeah, you actually can do that if you're not a patron. You don't have yeah, to be a just, patron for that one. That one you, know, you just go you to just, the forums. Just join the forums. Yep, that it's one. Fine. That one's a freebie if you want to do that. Um, today, uh, patrons got a D and D monster from the Mad Wizard Merwin. Heck yeah, they did. That one out. It's it's a creepy one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we like occasionally send stuff out when we're you know. Um, not in lockdown. We like to do stuff for our patrons. We have a couple things in the hopper that, uh, as we start to recover, uh, might make it to the surface. But anyway, um, your patronage is what makes this network possible, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, it helps us with everything from hosting costs to equipment to hosts, all of that stuff. Um, y- your support is just what makes all of this uh, very doable. So thank you, thank you very so much. So I will, I will say, um, and 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 this will be probably we're <laughs> Rob might be like, Senda, why did you say that? Um, but uh, so this month we are donating the network portion of um, of our Patreon monies to various charities, mm-hmm. um, and we will be making some declarations about that so that you guys know where everything went, um, if you care to. Um, thank you so much for supporting us. This is a this is a time in which we are going to um, support some other people who need those funds a little bit more urgently than we do before we go back to normal next month. Yeah, yeah, that's also fantastic. Um, we also like to shout out to our patrons, um, but instead of uh, just randomly trying to grab three names out of the air, we're just going to shout our love to all of our patrons tonight. We love you all. We all we appreciate you all, and thank you all um, for your patronage. Yeah. Now, super duper appreciate all. Despite you. the fact that we are in lockdown, I am still uh, actively working on um, our marketing campaign. If you hear us, you will love us, <laughs> and um, it is working. It is working. Check the internet. It is definitely working. <laughs> and um, and there's a way that people who are already listening to us can help us. Um, get other people to listen to us. I mean, first of all, you could just go tell your friends. Like, really, if you just told your friends to go listen to us, that would be a big help. There's another thing you can also do on Apple Podcasts that also will help people that you don't actually know help find us. What's that thing? See, you already said most of it this time. So you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or, or 
or the podcatcher of your choice because pretty much all of them do reviews and all of the algorithms for searching and making us come up in search results are affected by how many reviews a podcast gets. So it really does actually help new people find the show, which is super duper great. And we super duper appreciate it. And thank you so very, very much to everyone who has already left a review. Uh, We really, really, really do appreciate it a lot, especially, um, you know, as everybody is kind of living low on spoons and all of that kind of stuff. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate your time and energy. Say, Cinda, what game are you going to play for your gaming group this coming week? Yeah, we haven't decided yet because we were going to do our session zero for This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got. 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 Show me what you got.